The Burroughs of Berea is a conversational podcast. We study the Bible and we talk about it. Not all of us are of the same faith, and one of us doesn't actually have a faith. And that's wonderful. We all love one another, and we're going to continue to talk about these things. The things we believe in and the things we believe about what we read in the Bible. Not all of these are necessarily true. Some of it is opinion and speculation. Thank you for listening and speculating with us. There you go. That was good. Yes. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> you are listening to the Burrows of Berea. Side Studies. Welcome back to the Burrows of Berea. I am Rick Welch, and to my left is Billy I. Candy Kimsey. Putting the he in Hershey. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that was gross. Oh, <laughs> somebody get him a grand crapper and a marshmallow, would you? Did he say uh, a grand uh, crapper? Because I want some more of that. You want some more? Want some more? Want some more of that? Oh, wow. Wow. That's, uh, those are the worst dad jokes ever. <laughs> and straight out of Compton, Ralph Hicks. <laughs> Represent. To my right, Sarita the Rita Edgerton. Hola. And behind the glass, Rocket Man, Andy Bishop. <laughs> Yeah, tonight we do not have um, Cherry Lewis with us. She is the annihilator. The yeah. annihilator. Yep, she's not in the studio tonight, so we'll have to catch her up next time. Because this is a side study, and we haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, we've done, you know, the the standard one, and then we've uh, me and Andy and Tiziana have been doing the notes from the underground. Mm-hmm. Ralph and I have been talking about doing some extra stuff, you know, coming in the future, which I'm excited about. Set up the computer today. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, this is a side study. And if you guys remember one of my earliest side studies when we talked about who wrote the Gospel of John, tonight we're going to tackle who we think wrote the letter to the Hebrews. And if you look in the Bible, a lot of the older Bibles say the letter, um, Paul the Apostle to the Hebrews. Have you ever seen that? Like, And I told you guys, that's a little presumptuous because the letter itself doesn't actually claim an author. And you really don't know who it's being written to. Like, it's kind of an interesting, it's an interesting well, thing. Well, like, except for Hebrews and First John, everything else is named, but those two are the two that are not. Yeah, exactly. And so... Mine doesn't say that. It just says Even though the we did have a big talk about Hebrews. Acts. Right, not all of them. I'm just saying some, especially in like the older King James Version, it says the letter of um, Paul the Apostle to the Hebrews. And, but it's... Uh, you know, there's a, a case to be made about it. And I don't know how many parts this will be. This might be two or three parts. When we were doing the Gospel of John, you know, we you know, we went three parts on that one. And, you know, everybody made fun of me because Lazarus everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, Lazarus that's... wrote the go- the letter to the Hebrews. And so, Hebrews. And so we're, we're done. done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a busy man. He on was a Esther. busy dude. Yeah. yeah. So, no. Did but... he also time travel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quill will travel. Well, actually, there's a time travel touchstone in that one with TZ, right? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Although that was that was Jesus, not not Lazarus. Yeah, as long as he was... brought a towel, we're good. <laughs> a what? A towel. A towel. Always oh. bring your towel. <laughs> Well, the the letter of the Hebrews for me, it's my actual favorite book of the, or the letter of the Bible of all of the letters. Like it's my favorite because if you if you are a preterist like I am, your the time statements that we read in the scriptures that tell you when the the age in this age and in the age to come that. The, the letter of Hebrews is actually explaining to you shortly before the consummation, the end of the old age and the consummation of the new. And there's a 40-year period from Christ's death to the time that the temple was destroyed. And it's believed that this letter was written around 
the 65 AD, which would have been five years before the temple was destroyed. So he he breaks down temple worship, and he never mentions the destruction of the temple ever. And so it's it's kind of unique because they were being persecuted in this book. The the people who he's writing to are Jewish Christians that are being persecuted. And this is the neuronic persecution when Nero, you know, for four years is like blistering um, the Jews. But at the same time, we learned that Rome, whenever they would take over country, they they would allow you to have your religion, but they would not allow a new religion. Oh, and really? Oh, see, correct. I didn't know that one. And see, I didn't either. And that's one of the things that I learned is that they could, that's why Judaism was okay. The, most of the persecution of the early church was done by Judaism, by Jews, because they were an offshoot and they were claiming that Christ was the son of God, which made him equal with God. And so therefore that was problematic for them. Mm-hmm. But Rome didn't actually have a problem because they thought that it was just another sect of Judaism. Yeah. So it just so yeah, they didn't wasn't think new. Of it. Right. So it's actually the Jews that actually got Rome to understand that this was actually not an okay religion, that it was a new religion mm-hmm. and they want it squashed. And so now by the time the letter of Hebrews is written, this is whenever the neuronic persecution is going on. And so now Rome and the Jews are trying to hurt the Christians. And these Christians are, they're starting to back away they're trying to back away from their faith because they're thinking, I'm just going to go back to Judaism and then all of this persecution is going to stop. And so that's one of the most famous lines in Hebrews. How can we neglect so great a salvation, right? And we cannot crucify Christ afresh. So this book is, it's such an interesting book because we learn what it means to be Christian in the t- in that time, in that age, as the full consummation of the age is about to happen, which is what I believe it's interesting that you said crucify Christ afresh, because in that testimony we heard earlier that we recorded from that gentleman, he said that. Yeah, that's he said that he had. He yeah. thought that he had crucified him afresh. That's right, Bill Evans. That's a good point. So, why don't we jump right into this, okay? So, and if you guys want to interrupt at any point, just jump in, okay? Just interrupt me. If you have some other thoughts, then just interrupt. I'll keep my position. But I, I do want, if you don't mind, um, uh, Sarita, I'm going to ask you to read some verses here and there. If you got the notes? I do. Okay, awesome. So I'll get you to read some of these notes. But the one of the things that we do, when you look for a, when you go to a letter— in the scripture, or when, let's let's talk about mail now. Let's remember what we've said before about hermeneutics, audience relevance, right? We look at when we're looking at Hebrews, <laughs> guys. I'm looking through the glass. Andy is petting his this little kitten just like the Godfather. Oh, and James Con died today. Oh, what? I didn't hear that. Yeah, That's James Con. He's the guy that played Sonny in the Godfather. Yeah, hmm. yeah, he died. Is this today. the same cat from last? His son's yeah, on. she's bigger, man. Gosh, she's gotten big. His son's on Hawaii Five O. We're going to be gone for like 10 days after this, and I don't want to leave him. He's going to be like huge when we get back. Yeah, full grown. Anyway, sorry. Cotton. I just wanted to Dr. Evil with my cat a little bit. There it is. I just want sharks with freaking laser beams on her head. (laughs) All right, sorry. So anyway, um, if you look at at any any of the books of the Bible and think (laughs) of—I hear the the cat purring. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. If you 
It's like reading somebody else's mail. You've got mail. Do you remember how we talked about that, Andy, in the Olivet Discourse? We were saying how it's like a transcript of a story yeah. that we're reading. If you imagine that you're reading somebody else's mail, this, somebody wrote this letter to some of these people at this specific time, and we're literally opening it up and looking at somebody else's mail, right? So if we can if we can keep that in mind, most of these letters, like he, like like Ralph said, Romans, Paul, the apostle unto, you know, the saints that are in Rome or the church in Rome, right? And then at the end, the salutation at the end uh, of the, uh, at the salutation, and then after the, at the end of it, where he, he says, grace be with you all, amen. Usually he says, who was, who was there, who was writing it or whatever. Yeah, he personalizes it and also talks about sometimes the, some of the things that they have already spoken about. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, with this letter, the reason why I wanted to investigate it, well, number one, this will be the next series that we do. When we get out of Esther, we're going into Hebrews. This It's a fascinating study. And like I said, it's one of my favorite books. So I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you are. But there are a lot of things in this book. Like I don't like to go with face value. Just because it says Gospel of Matthew doesn't mean I believe Matthew wrote it. I want to do some history. I want to learn. But this one especially, they they put Paul's name on a lot of these Bibles saying it was his, but I found a lot of reasons why. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to start mining out some of these things to see if in fact it could have been Paul or if it could have been someone else that that was surrounding it, right? You picking up what I'm laying down, Billy? Yes, sir. So here is something that we'll do. Hebrews 13, 24. And this is in the- Is it like Shakespeare sort of, you think? What's that? Where it's just like, maybe a lot of it was- Kevin Bacon or whatever his name was. <laughs> but, but putting Shakespeare on it, not just now, but at the time, meant... Yeah, we're attention. validate. But this one, yeah. it, it does not have a name. Well, yes, about the other letters, but this one, you don't know who wrote okay. it. Okay, so there's not even, it's not even named. Which is one of the reasons why... I um, think Kevin they Bacon wrote it. They, yeah, one of the reasons. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's right. There it is. But that's one of the reasons why... Um, they think it might have been Paul is because he was the apostle to the Gentiles. He was mm-hmm. very hated by the Jews because he was a very high up Pharisee from the tribe of Benjamin and he left the faith. And so if he put his name on it, then some of the Jews mm-hmm. may not have liked him because he was talking to the Gentiles. They, sh- they weren't quite there yet, maybe. So that could have been one of the reasons why, I don't know. But if you don't mind, Sarita, will you read Hebrews chapter 13, verse 24? And this is the front of our study we're going to do in the KJV and at the back, I think we're going to do some, the new KJV. Salute all them that have the rule over you and all the saints. They of Italy salute you. So they of Italy salute you, right? So obviously the author of this book is either in Italy or those that had just come from Italy were saluting him. So in scripture, as far as I know, there's only one apostle that's mentioned that he is in Italy, correct? And that's the Apostle Paul. Other Christians were there, like Timothy and other people went and visited him. Luke was there. But Paul is the one that actually speaks it. So if you don't mind, would you go on to the next Acts 27, uh, verses 1 and 2? And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus's band, and entering into a ship of Adramidium, we launched, meaning to sail by the coast of Asia, one Aristarchus, 
a Macedonian of Thessalonica being with us. Yeah. So as you see in the book of Acts is when we hear that Paul um, was delivered to Italy. Like he, they were sailing to Italy. And so that's where he ends up going to. So, so now that we know that Luke wrote the book of Acts and the book of Luke, that they're heading to Italy. And so he was imprisoned in Rome. All right. So let's see if we can get any more clues out of Hebrews. Uh, Sarita, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34. Do I have to say ye? I'm not Scottish. You can say whatever you want. For ye had compassion of me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and and an enduring substance. All right. So he says right there, you had compassion of me and my bonds. Now we know that while Paul was in prison, while Paul was in Italy, that he was in prison, right? So there were two epistles written by Paul um, to Timothy, who he calls his own son in the faith. And Paul meets Timothy in Acts chapter 16, and he develops this teacher-protege relationship. And there is a statement in Hebrews that actually references Timothy, which is unique because that's something that Paul does a lot of. So Hebrews 13, 23. Know ye that our brother Timothy is set at liberty with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. So that's interesting. So he thinks that he's going to go see them, like he's going to get out of prison. So I guess he has hope. But um, he mentions Timothy. So there's another strike, you know, not really a strike, but another check for the the idea that it was Paul that wrote the letter. Okay. But Paul also, this is this is where we get a little bit deeper. He has a very distinct literary style. And this is something that you will see in the book of Hebrews and in a lot of Paul's letters. And we're going to break that out. And this here in is a where my theory comes in at some point. <laughs> well, let's 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 do this and then I want to hear your theory. So let's see. Uh, Hebrews 13.25 in the KJV. Grace be with you all. Amen. So that's how in Hebrews, that's how he ends the entire letter. Grace be with you all. Amen. So let's go over to Titus and let's read how that one ends. And that was written by Paul. Titus 3.15. All that are with me salute thee. Greet them that love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. The close of this letter is exactly the same. Grace be with you all. Amen. Which is pretty cool. And you're going to find out that this this is pretty cool. This is the way that Paul ends his letters, right? He uses variations on the phrases in the other letters. So let's see. Uh, Let's look at the letters that he wrote while he was in prison in Rome. So Galatians 6.18. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So like I said, he wrote the book of Galatians while he was in Rome of Italy. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse 24. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Right. So we still have that same grace be with all, right? That grace be. And this is when he was in Rome and uh, Tychicus helped him write that letter. So Philippians chapter 4, verse 23. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Sounds Pretty similar, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. This is We've whenever he was in Rome, and Epaphroditus wrote that. You can find that at the beginning of Philippians. So now, um, let's go down. Colossians, it's a little different. It's unique. 
Paul never wrote these letters. He dictated. And so Epaphroditus or Timothy or whoever else would have written it, Tychicus, they would have written it. But Colossians is unique because Paul actually writes at the very end at the letter. So in Colossians chapter 4, verse 18. The salutation by the hand of me, Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. Oh, so there's two things in that one. Remember my bonds and grace be with you. Amen. So it sounds like the author of the Hebrews, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty close. All right. So now this is uh, another letter that was in, uh, written in Rome, Colossians 4.18. You just read. So let's see here. The, I think the last letter he writes from Rome is uh, Philemon. All right. So Onesimus, who we know was the slave of Philemon, helps him write the letter and deliver it. So uh, Philemon 125. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. All right. So he always wants to speak grace at the end. All right. So that's kind of unique. All right. So here are some letters written before his imprisonment in Rome uh, from other churches during his missionary journeys. And when he stays at particular churches, like we know he spent a couple years in Ephesus and stuff like that. So if you would go to Romans 16, 24. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Yeah. So there you go. So um, it was sent by Phoebe, a servant of the church of Centuria. So he wrote that letter to the Romans while he was in Corinth. All right. So now let's go on to 1 Corinthians. This is the, the first epistle of the Corinthians was written... Um, when he was in Philippi, and it was written by Stephanus, Fortunatus, Achaicus, and Timothy, Timotheus. So, 1 Corinthians 16, 23 through 24. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. My love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Boy, it still sounds familiar. So, the second epistle to the Corinthians uh, was written also while he was in Philippi um, by Titus and Luke. So, uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of, lo- of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Right. So the grace be with you all, but he has these additions and these variations. And then um, in his first epistle to the Thessalonians, uh, he, re- he wrote it while Paul was in Athens. So let's read 1 Thessalonians, Thessalonians 5.28. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Yep. And then the second epistle uh, was also written while he was in Athens, 2 Thessalonians 3.18. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Right. All right. So now we're going to go over to the letters of Timothy. Starting to sound a bit the same. Yeah. Are you feeling it? Oh, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. It's And that's the point we're trying to make. We're driving it home. It's just like blah, 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 blah. But the grace be with you all. But this is why they do that. I think they see these rep- these repetitive verses and the way that he speaks. And that's not even that's not even all when it comes to literary devices that Paul uses. But um, remember I said that Timothy was Paul's protege. So there's two letters that he wrote to Timothy, and um, when he was in Laodicea, he wrote the first letter to Timothy. Uh, would you read First Timothy six twenty through twenty one? <laughs> Only because I want to. Before we move on, all right. I want it, m- Mine has something to do with what we just read. Okay. My, part of my theory. All right. Let's hear. I it. have two theories actually. Okay. We can have more than one, right? Oh yeah, we can absolutely. Okay. So what if? Paul only wrote part of Hebrews. Okay. Because some of the literary devices match, mm-hmm. but some don't. Okay. Specifically, 
the greeting, not the salutation, but the very beginning of Hebrews. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, where it says God who at sundry times. God who at various times. I'm, I'm reading New King James. You should lift your, you want me to hold your Bible for you? No. And in various ways, spoken time past <laughs> to the fathers by the prophets. That's right. the first. I'm not editing that because it's Good. so much better on editing. <laughs> well, it, it's real. <laughs> it is real. I, I'm reading, and I read it this morning, and so then I went back, and I was like, oh, okay. So that's how he starts Hebrews. That's how, if we're assuming Paul is the author, then let's, we'll just assume and since we're Burroughs, you know what that makes us, right? Yep. Okay. Oxy, makes oxy, a donkey oxy, out of you and me. Oxy, no, oxy. that's something else. In, <laughs> in every single other one that I just read the ending to, the beginnings are almost identical in every single one. Titus, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Rome. Romans all begin either with I, Paul, and Timothy, or I, Paul, a bondservant, or I, Paul, or Paul, he sometimes will talk about himself in the third person. Mm -hmm. um, so my thought is either we're missing part of the letter, like maybe the scroll got cut or erased or faded. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's missing. So that's one theory. Because he does begin, just like he ends, grace be with you all. He does begin almost identical if we went and read each one of those. Okay. Okay? I did that this morning. Secondly, what if more than one person wrote it? What if he had help? What if he started it? He was in prison. Prison's not a fun place to be. What if he didn't get to finish it? And so it was added on to by Apollos or uh, Priscilla or one of the other yeah. various people Barnabas. that you added in, you know, or Luke, or whomever. Luke was with him for a time. Timothy was with him for a time. Uh, we know Timothy's in prison and part of it. But what if he's not the only author? Mm -hmm. Because if we're going to say he is because— his salutations are all identical, then logic states that because the introduction is not identical, then he's not. Mm -hmm. So, I, those are my two theories. Unless he was hiding himself. Because every one of those that you just described was with his name. And so, the theory was because he was, you know, a you know, he was the apostle to the Gentiles, that he on purpose hid himself from it. So, he would have not started it off with, Paul, the one hated by the Hebrews, to you, you know, like, you see what I mean? Like, he's hiding himself. And I'm going to play devil's advocate on that. Yeah. Because, and you're going to, we're going to get ready to go into it uh, in some of the, the next notes, there's a place where he doesn't reference himself. Someone else references something different, and I'm not going to steal your thunder there. Yeah. But also, when did we ever know Paul to be scared? Right. I mean— now, the one time they sent him out of the place in a basket through the wall of the whatever, I can't remember which city that was, but maybe Corinth? Damascus. Was it Damascus? It was right at the beginning of his ministry. Maybe then. Or actually, when he just got saved, they lowered him down. He, but he was walls. bold. Mm -hmm. Like, he went and said, excuse me, uh, you can't touch me. I'm a Roman citizen. Yeah. Oh, well, you are? Well, guess what? You get to go to Rome and see the Caesar. I mean, he was not afraid. And to the Jews, I become a Jew. To the Greek, I become a Greek. So, 
I disagree, maybe in theory, with with no, that. No, I actually being, like that argument better. Um, I like that. You're because you're right. Being I mean, that he was not afraid, he was very bold, and he was like, "Dude, you're sinning. You got to stop that junk. If you don't get him out the church, kick him out. Do it in brotherly love. But if you're sinning, you're done. Yeah, and you won't repent from your. He was never. I hate to use this word. He never pussyfoot around the around the. <laughs> Got it. You know, I mean, he never cat, did. Cat's feet. We were looking at him right now. <laughs> right. Pushing all didn't. over that. He studio. was very bold. Right. Other than Jesus, he was the most bold. Because mm-hmm. even Peter kind of was like, I don't know if I should eat that. And then there was a big. Right. You know, there was never with Paul. Mm-hmm. He was never afraid. And so I don't think he would hide himself. So I think either part of the scroll or. What do you, it's not scroll, that's not the right word, but either part of it was missing yeah. or someone else helped him write it. Well, I can tell you now that they a have a full copy of Hebrews. Okay, then they, I'm wrong there. No, I'm just saying it's not, it's fully written. So we're not, and I can part tell you where the, the 4060 papyrus well, or whatever. Okay. The, I'll, I'll tell you all about but that. But from what date? Because most of the things we have don't start till no, you're 300, right. 395. You're right. I mean, that's true. I mean, so it's probably a copy, and someone may have filled, like you say. Well, they someone say the may last have chapter in. of Mark that there were additions added to it. One of the earlier manuscripts they found actually didn't have things on it that were added by scribes later. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Totally could. I want to ask Billy a question, though. Billy, you've been sitting here listening. Yep. And I really want to know what's your opinion? Like, when we're doing this study and we're like, hey, who do we think wrote it? Do you have an opinion about like is this boring to you? Or no, you, I'm just listening. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm just asking your honest opinion. Like it's we're, we're probably not going to come to an answer, right? So we're going to waste a whole lot of time the next you know three episodes on this. But there's a reason why, you know. So you, so what is your reason? Like I see what you're doing, but then again, I don't. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Um, I am. I, I guess like. I guess some of my question is like, what what does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I, I mean, I mean, and and, and not being no, that's weird great. or no, that's perfect. No, I've thought know, that myself. Like, so like if if I'm listening and um, it's very interesting to me. So don't don't take this the wrong way. But if I'm listening to the podcast, I'm like, who cares? Yeah, you know, like who cares who wrote it? I just tell me what tell me what I need to read or tell me what I need to study on how to come to Christ better or mm-hmm. to know him more or to get saved or, you know, um, I don't really care who wrote Hebrews. Right. You, you want to know you what know, I or, like or, about Or like, uh, who is Paul? You know, like, like tell me tell me Paul's backstory. Not right. if, if he might have wrote this or he might not have wrote this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like this. Even though I have thought, who cares? What I came to, to understand about it is, Doing this, one of the things that I hated about going to church is they pick this and they're going to talk about this. But how many scriptures did they not teach when we were kids? Right. How many things oh, did yeah. you not learn as a kid? What I like about this is we're talking about who wrote the Hebrews. And so we're talking about Paul, we're talking about Apollos, we're talking about Keila, we're talking Priscilla, we're talking Barnabas. I mean, we're talking about other people, we're talking about context, we're talking about where they lived, the time frame that they lived. So we're getting a, a more expanded knowledge about uh, other people. And so then when we go into studying other people and things that they have said, we have a little bit of understanding about who they are and where they came from. So I've, I've, I've come to realize that 
in some cases, I think it's good because we're getting a more rounded knowledge and not just, well, this is what's in this book and you should do it. Yeah, exactly. And 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 like I said, I, I want to be here and I want to keep listening because the Olivet Discourse, amazing. I mean, that just blowed my socks off. Yeah. You know, so um, – that the 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 some of the stuff that that I learned and and looked at and studied that was amazing. So yeah, you know, so 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 roll with this. No 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 no, and I didn't ask you that for that reason. Oh yeah yeah. No, I wanted to. I just wanted to know your honest opinion. Yeah, there's probably I would say ninety ninety five percent of the listeners are probably going to be like, "Who gives a rip?" And they're not even going to listen to the episode. Exactly. They could care less, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think that's true. Well, maybe well, not. not. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, either. I, yeah. I, maybe not. But and it doesn't offend me or hurt me because I know the depth of study that I I take myself into. If you were standing in a boxing ring and you were about, you didn't know who you were going to box. Okay. Okay. And you're standing in the ring, and then suddenly Mike Tyson steps into the ring. <laughs> You're, I'm jumping out. Okay. Yeah. And they say, Covering all right. my ears. Here Exit stage left. So here comes Mike Tyson, and you know, all right, I don't even care how old he is. This dude's still going to kill me in here. Like, you just know, right? You know that about Mike Tyson. Imagine if you're standing in the same ring, and then Chris Rock walks in the ring. You might think you could take him. And I slap him. You might want to make him laugh. I'm a Will Smith him. You Will Smith him, exactly. <laughs> you know? So when you're reading the Bible and we say things like Paul or who wrote this, when you are in deep study of the scripture and you know something about a specific character, because Paul is a very well-developed character in the scripture. He's a real human being and all that, don't get me wrong, but he is a very well-developed character in the book of Acts. And then you can learn a lot about his character through all the letters that he wrote. If if Paul is the one that wrote the letter to the Hebrews, you're going to get a flavor. It's going to be a Mike Tyson flavor versus somebody else. Okay? So if you're whenever you are reading him talking to the Hebrews and you know that in other books he says I, you know, I would give up my own salvation for my people. Right? Did he not I mean Paul said that I would have myself accursed Again, for my brethren. Boldness. Yeah. Not well, Mamby Pamby. Right. But if he's trying to get people to read his letter, it's not about him just being bold. It's about what he's saying. He wants his brethren to stay in the faith. Don't back down. Don't do it. You have to stay the course, which could possibly mean death. You know, like I said, Nero was putting people on spikes, covering them in tar, and lighting these Christians on fire in a garden party. And like Billy said, you lost me a garden party. But like, <laughs> it's it, this was a horrific thing they were having to go through, right? And so I can understand Paul saying, I would wish myself accursed. And if he wrote this letter to the Hebrews, and most of Christianity believed that he did, then, boy, that really changes the feel of the letter, like you start thinking about other things, but if it wasn't Paul, then you are putting a whole lot of extra stuff in it that doesn't exist. And when you're reading it, you're actually not getting just what the writer's trying to say. And I think that's why the author of this left his name out. He wants you to think just about what I'm writing about. Don't think about me, which makes me think that it, you know, I don't, I, I personally don't think it is Paul. I think it's somebody else. However, it doesn't matter what I think. I mean, I think that's what we're getting at, right? So this is a very, you know, when, why does it matter if Lazarus Your notes don't <laughs> say that. Did anybody else read the notes? My notes do say who it is. I, I mean, up until this point, 
It's no, very Paul-centric, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Because that's what, that's what you know, Christianity, you know, historically have taught that it was him. I think it's a—I think we—the reason I enjoyed the, the John who wrote the book of John and this one— it's a mystery, and I think oh, we yeah. humans like mysteries. Otherwise, you know, unsolved mysteries and all these things wouldn't be such a big deal. But we like mystery, and we like trying to figure who done it. And like thousands of years later, yeah. I mean, that's 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 the yeah, you're we're trying to come up yeah, with exactly. forensic yeah, clues yeah. that somebody much smarter than I am has put them together and said one thing, and other people who are much smarter than I am said another thing. Does it make a difference in the purring of Andy's, the cat? Andy's no. purring in there. Do you, uh, Andy? Just, do you like doing the deep dive studies, like this crazy stuff, or what? I'm trying to imagine a world in which I only take in information that directly affects my own life. Yeah. Try for a second. It doesn't work. No, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. The only the idea that you own the only thing that would be important that would be stuff that directly affects your own your your own life. Sure. That's not why we read stories and it's not why we talk you know what i mean it's yep. just that's it's not it's not how we work sure well let's do this um we'll almost wrap it up here i want to do i don't really want to go the whole paul thing but maybe we can maybe we can sort of wrap wrap this up here so if you don't mind sarita um in in first corinthians did we read the Timothy? We didn't. So the Timothy letters, right? First um, Timothy chapter six, verse twenty through twenty-one. O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings, and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be with thee. Amen. Right. So there's the grace be with thee, and then Second Timothy four twenty-two. The Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. All right, there we are with grace be with you, kind of like the grace be with you all. So that's enough. Like for most people, that's enough to convince them that Paul was the one that wrote it because it's so similar, you know, but there are, there is a little bit more we can do here. Um, let's mine just a little bit deeper. So here's one that really makes people think that it was Paul. Let's read, a, let's read in First uh, Corinthians Something that Paul liked to talk about, First uh, Corinthians nine twenty four. Know you not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. All right. So he is likening the Christian life to running a race or being a racer, right? Being a runner. So um, who's going to try to win to get the prize? So let's uh, Hebrews chapter twelve, verse one through two. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about, compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yeah. So there it is again. Right? So, the race. Now, here's this is, this is how we'll finish this episode, because this sort of wraps up like the Pauline stuff, okay? Where we, we're kind of driving home that it could be Paul. 
Romans chapter 15, uh, 8 through 12. Listen carefully, Andy. <laughs> Listen carefully and see if you can pick up on the phrasing that's in both of these verses to see if you can get the feel. Now, I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers and that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy. As it is written, for this cause, I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. And again, he saith, rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and laud him, all you people. And again, as Esaias saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him shall the Gentiles trust. Right. So did you notice there was a lot of, and again, this, Mm -hmm. and again, this, and again. That's a a literary style. That's a thing. Now, I don't know if other people use that same kind of style throughout the world. I just know that Paul uses it in Romans for sure. He uses that literary style, and he's the only one that uses that style. So let's read Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 My question there is, is, uh, is how much of that style, is that a choice that's been made in the translation, or is it come direct from him? Because they could have, that could be a choice. Yeah. You know, that could be, oh, this was Paul, this is... You know the way I choose to and the way this. in which they write the Greek, it comes out this way. Okay. Like it, it, it is his personal style, uh-huh. and it's not, in you know, constructed just because of the language. It's because of how he constructs the language. Okay, and so it just, it's literally it his like, flavor. My first thought when she was reading it was just, oh, this just sounds like the Bible to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is it, neat. Is, it is a it is a literary it, it King James. A, but he yeah, is King James, exactly. He is quoting the Old Testament. However, yeah, yeah but okay. but no other no, no other book is doing this. You're hearing what this is mm-hmm. what Paul uses. That's a that's a yeah. literary device Paul uses. So now we're gonna go to okay, Hebrews. So it is see I just don't know enough right. to like right. So now we're gonna go to Hebrews that is not you know, obviously we don't know if Paul wrote it or not, but listen to Hebrews one five through seven. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee, and again I will be a father to him a father, and he shall be to me a son? And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him, and of the angels he saith, Who make his angels who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it. Like it sort of it sort of feels like the way that he would put things. Now, that doesn't mean that the people that who wrote the letters for Paul couldn't have picked up on this either. Uh-huh. Cuz you've got Epaphroditus, you've got Tychicus, you've, there's a lot of people that wrote, right? Stephanus and whoever these guys, Fortunatus, which is I want to name if I ever have another kid, Fortunatus is his name. No. But if it, you, you know, are condemning you him to a four? life of <laughs> Yeah, Fort Fortune. Fortune. Four. Just call him I'd four. I'd call him Fortunatus. I just call him four. Every time. Four is a kind of a good name. Yeah. I don't hate it. It is. Four. Well, let's let's end this episode here. And what we'll do, we'll we'll probably be able to knock it out in two parts, I feel, because we got pretty far. But uh Ralph, you said that you had some opposing views. Is now the time to talk about it? Well, let me ask you this. When are we doing the next one? Are we doing it next week or are we doing it in two weeks? Uh, I can make it wait until we're all together again, for okay. sure. Okay, well, then, then, then I, think, this, you know, I think this would be better to wait until we get about halfway through the next one Okay, to put mine in. And so it's the perfect can, time for a joke is what you're saying. 
Exactly. It's always the perfect time. Billy, always. you're up. Always. <laughs> yeah. So do you know how Moses makes his tea? He brews it. Ooh, Bang, sang a lane. Wow. Seriously, that is Rayleigh how he does it. Oh, God. <laughs> Enter donkey laugh now. Oh. All of them. You just heard Wrong. everybody like deflate like balloons. <laughs> <sighs> what a terrible study. <laughs> Here comes the hook. Not, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, and thanks for your honesty, Billy. I want that. Yeah. That's what we need That's, to hear, you yeah. know. I don't, I don't want you to, you know, shy away from that. I need you to say the truth, you know. Who cares? I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. And the answer is I do. And that's all that matters. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> thanks, that's Ralph, for here. being here. Andy, Sarita, thanks so much. Thank you. You betcha. Yep. And uh, we will talk to you. Oh, you know what? Before I go, I need to say something. Guys, uh, in that little ad we do for Patreon, if you would, you have to download the Patreon app or you need to go online to patreon.com. And when you go to Patreon, if you search our name, the Burroughs of Berea, that's where you'll find it. Okay. And oh. Ralph Hicks became a patron, which was really sweet of you, Ralph. Thank <laughs> you. He became a Brer Warrior, if you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you do it, Billy. You're much, much better. Yeah. Right? When Rick does it, we're all horrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like Rick's trying to breathe. I was trying <laughs> to go unnoticed. <laughs> well, that was very nice. I like that. It was really cool because I actually got a notification that it happened. So, anyway, well, thanks for listening, guys. We will talk to you next time on the Burrows of Berea. Hey guys, this is Rick from the Burroughs of Berea. Do you know how much blood, sweat, and tears it takes to make a podcast? None. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cost a lot. And so if you guys don't mind, if anybody would like to give to help us with these episodes, it would be great. We'll put out even more content. And if you go to our Patreon page, just search for the Burroughs of Berea. You'll get extra notes, extra episodes, and it's pretty much free. A dollar gets you a lot. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, just tell me when we're rolling. You, sir, are rolling. I also have some theories. Good. Well, we'll get into that. Well, hello. Good, because I have nothing. No? Nope. Does your theory, nope. theory start with an A? What are you thinking? <laughs> A-hole? He's going to keep going. Does it start with a B? It's annals, <laughs> not annals. Uh, annals. 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 <laughs> I was speaking of an I was talking about an Alexandrian Jew (laughs) whose name starts with an A. And oh, you're talking about Apollos? That is a theory. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, about everybody that could possibly wrote the book of Hebrews. Oh, okay. Well, I I, I knew. Yeah. So maybe I do know a little bit. Maybe you do. Maybe I do. Billy's got an opinion. No, I don't have an opinion. (laughs) Yes, yes, he is. Oh, you just read something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Huh? (laughs) Hebrews. Yeah. Hebrews James. Hey, hey, there's a lot of Hebrews here in this town. I, I'm, getting, I'm brewing a stout myself. Hey, I love stouts, actually. Oh, it's a milk stout. Hey. Um, I like coffee stouts. Yeah, coffee's a good stout. Yeah, I, got I don't want to eat my beer. I got a porter, too. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. drinking a loaf of bread. Yeah. I always oh, prefer to sip on it. I actually don't Speaking drink. Of beer. But when I used to, I loved stouts. I really oh, liked them. Yeah. They're, they're a little easier on the stomach than uh, like a... Really hoppy beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not a hoppy. That's true. <laughs> He's just I'm never hoppy. Never seen him hop, no. <laughs> Yama hoppy. He's not lying. All right. No.